Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Professional Services Pursuit, a podcast featuring expert advice and insights on the professional services industry. I'm Brent, and today's episode is another recording from session three of our four-part LinkedIn Live series that Cantata is hosting. The goal of this series is to help navigate the path forward and uncover some great insights on how you can future-proof your professional services business. In this third session, Banu and I had a great conversation with Tom Beck, the Executive Director of SOTA, the Society of Digital Agencies, where we discussed the topic of agency spending, strategic priorities, and key industry trends. We dug into research that SOTA recently completed with Forrester in their annual 2023 Global Digital Outlook Study. This study has some great insight into where agencies and client-side marketing organizations plan to focus in 2023, how agencies are planning to focus their spend, and why they are becoming more specialized in the capabilities they offer. We hope you enjoy the conversation as much as we did. Yeah, let's kick it off. And Tom, before I dive into the questions, for those who don't know you and Soda, why don't you give us just a little bit of an intro, a little 30-second abstract? Yeah, sure. Well, first of all, thank you for having me today, Brent and Banu. It's a privilege to be here. Thanks to all of you who joined us on LinkedIn. So again, I'm Tom Beck, Executive Director of Soda. And SOTA is a global membership-based organization for founders and leadership teams at Digital Design Studios. We've been around since 2007. We've got about 100 member companies that span uh, 20 countries or so in terms of where they operate. And our focus as an organization is really on peer collaboration, knowledge sharing, and helping agency founders and leadership teams be more connected to the ideas, expertise, opinions, perspectives that they need to create a thriving business. We've partnered with Cantata for a number of years and again, thrilled to be on the show with you guys today. No, that's great. So let's let's dive into the study, some of the outcomes, some of the insights that were gleaned. And here we are, it's March 2023, and it seems again like everything old is new again. And what we mean by that is we're st- staring into the barrel once again, of economic uncertainty. And for folks in the agency space, the digital space, that's really not new. And we've come through some pretty exciting cycles, some tumultuous cycles. And once again, there's this alarm that there's economic uncertainty, certainly some upheaval. It seems every day the news brings us something again, economically dynamic, good, bad, or indifferent. And the study was really around, you know, an outlook, how conservative should a firm be? What's the temperature on clients? Some of the key findings we'd love to discuss is minimal contraction and spend, rising inflation on the client side, which determines, of course, fees and objectives with their agencies. Potentially that client side leaders are tapping the brakes a little bit on initiating new projects. So Q1 has some variability and confidence for agency leaders that are planning. And some of the insights you gain or distill in the study is just this notion of steady as she goes, don't be overtly influenced by this and behave reactively. But maybe cherry pick, I guess, a few of those 
key findings in that 2023 digital outlook study? So for the audience, first of all, you should note that this study, we get perspectives and opinions from both agency owners and leadership teams, as well as client side executives, marketing technology leads that have insight into marketing, digital marketing spend. The study for this year had, we're going to focus a lot on some of the client side data. There were 419 respondents worldwide, but mostly split between the US uh, at about 65%, Europe at about 25%, and then APAC at around 10 to 15%. A healthy sample size. That too, you should note from client side marketers was largely captured in December of 2020. Mm-hmm. So we're mm-hmm. obviously large things change month over month, but this data is pretty fresh. You know, to cherry pick a couple data points that I think are interesting or relevant. First of all, clients in this survey came into the year uh, with 72% saying they're planning to increase budgets for um, digital spending. That was higher than I anticipated, actually, mm-hmm. given. Climate in Q4. But we dug into it a little bit more, and the majority of those budget increases were under or planned to be under 15%. So that combined with this top concern among marketers in budget planning, which is really rising inflation. So half of the respondents said rising inflation was a top consideration, even more so than indication of an economic recession. You know, about 30% said that was one of their top considerations, certainly on the radar, but inflation seemed to be more predominant. Another 60% or so, 65% acknowledged that the costs associated with their partners, with their agency partners, has increased over the last year. So we look at that data and say marketers coming into the year with plans to increase budgets, but largely inflationary increases. So in real terms, probably not a lot of new additional scope although certainly there is a percentage there. So I think from a practical perspective, a number of client-side leads coming into the year will say flat budgets, at least in real terms. But certainly not at this stage, indications of big budget contractions. That's kind of the first piece that I'll mention. And I can pause there, but we can get into some of the confidence levels among agency leaders and, you know, what they've been seeing in Q1 too. But I think as a starting point, you know, the data indicates a conservative year, certainly a cautious year, certainly, but not one, at least coming into Q1, where the intent is to cut marketing programs. That's a great data set, a great sample size. So kudos for being able to engage with that important audience and give us some of those insights. Yeah, no, I would just, it's great that despite the uncertainty, the spending levels are being maintained at least, but the study sounded like there are certain areas they will focus on growth and in spending, both on the client side, as well as the agency side in 2023. What are some of those areas? When we've done this, we've done this study with the exception of some interruptions over the pandemic in the last few years. We generally try to do this study every year every other year in certain cases. So we have some also interesting kind of comparative data over the years. But one of the areas we probe is across maybe 15 or so kind of core capability areas or project types within the digital space. We don't ask for aggregate increases here, but we ask clients if they're increasing budgets for this domain area, holding them flat or cutting them. So in terms of some of the top areas on the client side, not surprisingly, websites, website-based marketing experiences, still a top category of spend. 53% said they were increasing budgets there. Digital products and services, we label that fairly broadly. So these would be 
digital experiences that are non-marketing in nature. They could be customer experience based. It doesn't mean that they're, they don't have a brand element to it, but that the primary intent isn't necessarily brand awareness or transaction. But again, customer experience, digital transformation initiatives often play a big role in that. Uh, so 50% of client-side leaders said they're raising budgets there. B2B marketing campaigns and programs, data analytics and research, platform implementation, certainly high on the list at about 45%. And then I just did maybe provide some context, you know, on the lower end of the list, sort of fewer marketers you know, saying they're increasing budgets around things like AR, VR, mixed reality, standalone services with agencies. So things like doing standalone strategy projects without implementation or standalone UX and design projects, you know, but still, you know, in the range of 30% of marketers saying they're increasing budgets there. So that's on the client side. Would you like me to just mention the agency side too? Sure. Yeah, please, please do. Agency side, we ask agency leaders where they're expecting revenue to increase in 2023. And there's certain areas of similarity and overlap. So 54% of the respondents here said digital products and services, they were expecting revenue to grow, websites, web-based marketing experiences, projects related to digital transformation, marketing campaign development and execution high on the list. And then again, in, in a similar fashion, areas like Web3 projects, experiential, physical, digital installation projects, AR, VR, voice, a much smaller percentage, 20% or less, saying they're going to see revenue increases there. But what I will mention about that is that's also reflective of the fact that less agencies simply provide services in those areas. So we typically see some of those specialized areas with lower numbers simply because fewer agencies offer those services. That's great. So Brent, I know you focus at Contata quite a bit on agencies based on what Tom just went through. Is that sort of consistent with what you're seeing out there with our prospects and clients? It certainly is. And it's reminiscent a bit on the deliberate and a bit conservative approach in Q1 of the pandemic year, where there's an appetite on the agency side, of course, of organizational change, some modernization, this notion of continually investing to get the shop's house in order so that they can be really positioned for times of potential meteoric growth, but certainly not hearing precipitous doom and gloom, more of just a cautious, steady-as-she-goes type of sentiment. But of course, agencies and design shops and studios that comprise the bulk of Soda's membership, as you noted, you know, they are driven by investments the clients make on design launches and so forth. So talk to us a little bit, maybe some of the insights that could have been distilled from the survey about client-side leaders. Where are their big investment and what are they talking about for 2023? You know, I took a peek at the research and saw that there's some emphasis in organizational growth, strategic priorities around them as a firm and kind of shoring up some elements. And how would you describe those? First thing I guess I want to mention, just so we don't miss this point, because it reflects, I think, the experience that many agencies are having in Q1. 
certainly within our community and others we've chatted with. So while the numbers look, we'll say, promising from a client side perspective, you know, we do know that Q1 has been slow for a number of agencies. We're hearing lots of different reasons for that. We've done some other studies just within the SOTA community, and there's been a consensus within this group that at a minimum, even if pipelines for some are strong, that time to close new deals has been mm-hmm. significantly stretched out in Q1. In a lot of cases, we're hearing, we know the budgets are there. Projects have actually even been approved in certain cases, and they're waiting to pull the trigger, or they're taking smaller initial steps than what, say, initially in the pipeline. So I just wanted to acknowledge that, because I know that a lot of agencies out there have seen a relatively slow Q1. Um, And what we want to reflect in this data is that at least from a structural perspective and what we're seeing in terms of overall plans for 2023, we certainly expect that to ease up a little more. Again, obviously, the economy can continue to change over the course of the year and marketers will respond to that. But wanted to address that first. Yeah, in terms of client side priorities, you're exactly right, Brent. I mean, it's one of the things we ask on the client side marketers, some of their top areas for strategic investment, more from a broader organizational perspective, not just are you investing in websites, media campaigns, ARVR experiences, you know, or whatever the case is. This year, it's clear that the marketing side clients are very, very focused on growth. Obviously, that's the job of marketing. So these are always relatively at the top of the list, but launching new products and services, using data analytics to better understand their customers and brand innovation were kind of the top three areas that client-side marketers said they were focused on for strategic investment. And over the course of four or five studies over the past few years, that's not always been the case. Coming into the pandemic, even before the pandemic, you know, some of the top strategic priorities were around organizational investments. And I think a lot related to bringing digital capabilities in-house and starting to restructure teams, workflows, processes, organizational culture and mentality to sort of be more effective, more agile in this digital world. And that's certainly still a priority for clients. And they certainly are investing heavily in their in-house teams. But it's clear in where the list shook out this year that facing economic headwinds, I think, the vast bulk of client-side marketers this year are squarely focused on where can we get growth and how can we be as successful through whatever slowdown we're facing as possible. That's encouraging. I think we talked a couple of weeks back in another interaction around the fact that we look at the publics as sort of bellwethers, right? The large holding companies, which comprise a lot of firms outside the soda periphery for sure, but are still good indicators of things like marketing spend, acquisition spend, digital transformation, and WPP is is the largest, is forecasting somewhere between three to 6% growth said inconsistent with what you've seen indicated from the clients that spend on customer acquisition, even in a time of maybe consumer spending softness, they see continuing to climb or at least be steady state with a moderate increase. So from your vantage point, and we've worked together going back to, I think the last real business potential downturn, which was the outset of the pandemic, which wasn't just unique to agencies, right? I mean, the whole economy shut down for a period of time. Do you see any parallels of the cautious, but modest optimism or, or how would you gauge looking and interpreting this data 
particularly from the clients, how do you gauge that sentiment? Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. I think it's actually, a, even though it, in certain ways, the uncertainty could feel similar, but I think that the dynamics that are underlying it are certainly quite different. The caution that we're heading into right now is not as drastic or dramatic as the uncertainty of a pandemic. We're confronting changes in the business cycle and the economic cycle, and certainly marketers and clients are going to adjust spending accordingly. But I don't think that there's, from a long-term perspective, there's as much of a black hole of uncertainty as certainly we were at the beginning of the pandemic. Now, that said, a couple favorable attributes that I think continue to play in the favor of at least, we'll say, more digitally oriented agencies is that both in the pandemic, you know, and Brent, we've talked about this before, the agency business and marketing services business was largely pretty resilient over the course of the pandemic. Obviously, whenever I say those things, that's a generalized statement. There's agencies who really struggled and there's agencies that went out of business. That was a reality. But there were a healthy percentage of agencies, even in 2020, that thrived digital agencies. And a lot of that was the result of a continued shift in marketing budgets and even other product and technology spend in the direction of digital. Accelerating investments in digital, commerce-related activities spiked over the course of the pandemic, not surprisingly. And so I think we're seeing still some of that the favorability or the reallocation of organizational dollars into really focused digital channels, I think is a similarity in this cycle where, again, I don't want to say that digital is not going to have a downturn at all, but there is a little more insulation there, even in a world where marketing budgets are flat, we're still seeing a healthy percentage of marketers say, yes, but we're allocating a higher percentage of that flat marketing budget to digital. You know, and I think that will continue to be true over the course of certainly this year and several years to come. So that's one area where I think there's a similarity. These constraints generally are continuing to favor agencies who operate in some of the emerging digital and tech areas because that's where clients are putting more emphasis. So Tom, with that, 82% of agencies in your study agreed that they're becoming more specialized and focused, right, on the capabilities they offer. Can you give us some insight about how much of that has to do with client-side in-housing and talent struggles that they're facing? What are some of the reasons that's driving that specialization? Yeah, I think I think there's a couple factors here. And I also would say that this cycle of specialization to fully integrated service offerings, I think is something that happens cyclically within the agency world as new specialized agencies come on board as they did in the in the case of digital especially in the early 2000s as specialized agencies come on board their tendency over time is to become more integrated and expand their service offerings and then you often see a point at which there's diminishing returns for that or that's not a successful strategy for every agency and they need to get back to basics in terms of staying focused on where the real skill set lies. And so I think that's something that's not necessarily unique to this specific time period. I think it's something that, again, we see cyclically, but it is going on right now. And in factors, I think, contributing to this are a couple fold. So in sourcing among clients, especially for digital capabilities, is on the rise year over year. We see 
something like 72% of client-side marketers in our survey have an in-house marketing design technology team that works on digital initiatives, and some of them quite large. For any given capability area, you know, we've talked about websites, media planning, social media campaigns, data analytics, strategy, on down the list. In our study, anywhere from 30 to 50% of the respondents have entirely in-house that capability. Doesn't mean they still don't work with an agency partner here and there on special strategic initiatives, but that they've actually built a fully functioning team there. In terms of competitive pressure, agency leaders in this survey cited in-house teams as the most common competitor they're running up against, mm. even more so than other digital agencies, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that's one of the things that's shaping more specialization is that the need to plug into many client organizations in a specialized way is more prominent today than I would say even five years ago. And again, this is cyclical. You know, even clients go through that cycle of going, oh, we want to simplify everything. We want one agency to do it all. That's streamlined, that's efficient. And then they go through a cycle of insourcing pieces, looking for deeper specialization. So that's going on. But then the other pieces, I think just the general competitive landscape, even outside of in-housing, is as such that it's twofold. There's more and more competitors for baseline operational digital stuff. So just wrote, making digital content, making a basic website, et cetera. Everyone does that today. And then piece two is new technologies coming on board every year and agencies needing to decide, are they going to invest in that or are they going to become focused on some of these areas? So I think all of those are kind of forcing agencies to sort of look at what they do and look at where they can be differentiated. And specialization is one of those ways. That's a great summary. And it's interesting. We spoke, and I think we have it archived. Of course, folks can go back and grab the content from the podcast. Our discussion a couple of weeks back on pricing and specialization was a, a key area of focus that spread thin don't win, but having an area of specificity, expertise, value, and then placing bets in areas of great value and demand are key for the shops. We have a question, guys. Philip is asking, have you seen any differences by industry that the agency supports? Yeah, that's a great question, Philip. And we don't track specifically the insourcing metrics, if that's what the question is based on client-side insourcing. We don't track the insourcing metrics by industry, not in a meaningful enough way. I do actually have that data because I know where each respondent within that marketing pool is also indicated in industry that they're involved in. But because the sample comes from 25 plus industries, I don't think that any of them is statistically significant enough to really do a comparison there. So I don't have great insight. I will say that anecdotally, this has more to do with the current market climate, but the tech sector right now and the startup sector is certainly struggling a little bit more than some other sectors out there. And I think we're seeing bigger shifts happening in terms of team configurations and insourcing and outsourcing. But I think that has to do more with the current economic climate for them. Otherwise, again, I don't necessarily have data to support if there's a particular industry that has insourced capabilities more than, you know, more than another. Tom, this has been fantastic. Where can measures get a copy of the full research report? I'm sure there's 
a lot more amazing content in there that they want to get access to. Sure. We'll be releasing this report publicly in the next few days. And you could head over to the Soda Speaks website. So our site is at sodaspeaks.com. And you'll be able to find it there in a few days. But for those of you on the call today, I think if we have your email addresses from registration, we'd be happy to email you a copy of the of the report and get it in your hands that way. Yeah, and I was going to say, just encourage everyone to check out the Soda Speaks website. There's lots of great content and programming, lots of you know, sessions like this. You know, We sponsor quite a bit of content together, and you have other partners that do as well. So a really dynamic community that you've built over time. So we appreciate that. Tom, this has been great. Thanks again, and look forward to the distribution of the report and then folks being able to access that and dive into some of these insights. For those who've been through our series, it's going to continue and be sure to sign up for the final session in this series. This will take place March 29th at 1130 Eastern. In this session, we're going to dive into technology and product and our own Cantata's chief technology officer, Jared Hollick, about how he and his team go through evaluating the product, the product roadmap, indexing against how clients and market needs really begin to dictate the technology investments and how user patterns have really changed in that regard. So we'll take a look at that. We'll talk through some key technology trends and then some of the movements afoot, technology process and otherwise to optimize employee experience within firms. So I think that'll be a really great session. Again, that's March 29th at 1130 Eastern. So Bono and Tom, thanks again for joining. It's been a great discussion, very lively as always, and look forward to connecting again. Thank you, Brent. Thanks, Benu. And and thanks to you all. It's a pleasure to be here today. If you enjoyed this podcast, let us know by giving the show a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform and leaving a comment. If you haven't already subscribed to the show, you can do so anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And to learn more about the power of Cantata's purpose-built technology, go to cantata.com. Thanks again for listening.